You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Happy Tuesday. How are you doing out there? Today's a solo pod. I'm just going to jump in and tell you that right out of the gate. Um, just, uh, it's a late one too. Boy, I'm putting this together. Seven o'clock on a Monday night. Seven o'clock on a Monday night. Seven o'clock on a Monday night. Um... I am uh, in my dad's home office. My parents are eating kitchen, eating kitchen. My parents are eating kitchen in the dinner. Um, you know what they're doing. And uh, I just got done with a run. Maybe that's why I'm coming in hot. I ran my fucking little tail off. I ran so fucking fast. Four miles, average uh, 7.59. Got it down under eight minutes. As I'm doing it, I go, who is this for? Why are you doing this? Why does it matter to get under eight minutes? And guess what? It doesn't matter. And it's not for anyone. And I don't care if I do it ever again. Yes, I do. It's fun to set goals, even though goals make you go crazy. As I'm reading in this book, Irresistible. I'm freaking loving this book. I'm learning so much. I highlighted some stuff to share with you guys, and I'll get to it in a second. But um, yeah, I went running. I smell so bad. Um because I put on running sh- clothes yesterday and then it started raining when I was like 20 feet outside of my house and my dumb running app started and then I forgot to shut it off and then I walked back inside like after running 20 literally 20 steps I ran back inside and then I'm just walking around my house I went pee and it would be like running stopped and then I would get up and from the toilet and it would be like begin running and it was just like shut up and then I had to stop it I stopped the run eventually like an hour later after I had started it. And it was just like me like stopping and starting. And it would be like, I forget what they say when you stop running. Running paused. Running started. And it would just keep doing that. I finally stopped the run. And it was like, you know, 0.23 miles in an hour. And it, it, just like I had predicted, that dumb little voice came in at the end because they always have someone congratulate you at the end of your run when you stop it. And they go, hey, Coach Cal here. Wow. You know what? Not many people did it, but you got out of the house today and you went for a run. And that's all that matters. I've told you about it before, but it's the most condescending bullshit you've ever heard. Whoa. And you know what? It's always like an Olympic, like a gold medal athlete who like a you know someone who does track and field and they go and they do that oh my god you're gonna have to you're making me start to get worried I gotta go out and run if I'm gonna catch up with you like they talk to you I've said this before but they take they talk to you like a three-year-old like a like when my when my uh niece poppy walks three steps and we all go oh my god you know we're so excited really it's like that's not that impressive in the scheme of things. But um, like if her life continues and we always have that enthusiasm for every step she takes, that must be like actually pretty sad when you're a kid and you learn first learn to walk and people are like freaking out. And then eventually people are just like, okay, like they just don't care. And you kind of go, wait, this was really impressive before. You guys just don't care. And they're like, no. And then you start running and they're like, oh, you may, may I don't even remember people celebrating me running. Dude, does anyone do that? We always go, oh, they started crawling. They started walking. Yeah, he started running. No one ever says that. Why is that not a milestone? Really deep thoughts here at Shea Glazer tonight. Um, so I was run- wearing these running clothes all day 
Yeah, I slept in them. Woke up in them. Walked around in them today. My my shorts are so short. These running shorts. I love running shorts because as if I wore jean shorts, the short, I would. I mean, that would be an insane thing to do. I would never wear shorts this short in a million years. Maybe for a Halloween costume where I was playing like some slut playing. I don't know what you you don't play anything as Halloween. But if I was like dressing up as a slut on Halloween, like a real skank, I would wear shorts, jean shorts, this short. But for some reason, when you're running and they're like nylon, they're totally acceptable to run this to wear the short. And I, I uh, these these are my shortest pair by far. I put them on today, and I gotta be honest, I think I kind of wear them to like. My mom always goes, "You're gonna wear those out." She kind of says, "Are you going?" She goes, "You're going running," and I go, "No." She's like, "Okay." So I go to the store today because my parents took both the cars. It's a long story. I got back from the road last night or yesterday. My parents had taken both their cars. My dad has a, a, they have a third car, but it's a stick and I don't know how to drive a stick. And I asked my dad to teach me so I could take his car that he doesn't use, but he won't teach me on that car because the car is too old and he thinks that I'll ruin the, the thing that you potentially ruin when you drive a stick shift and you don't know how to drive it. I can't think of the word right now, but you know it. So I didn't have a car parents were at their river cabin they're coming back today but they're taking their sweet ass time and I needed to go up to Deerberg's because I was out of hummus so Deerberg's is the grocery store up the street and so I walked up the street in my running clothes la di fucking da and um about a mile walk not bad and um I texted my mom because she was coming back from the river cabin and I texted my mom hey will you swing by the store take a sip of the Zevia fucking 7.99 for 10 10 pack god damn it I went to a de- another grocery store the other day to get stuff. Like I switched it up. I didn't go to my classic Deerberg's where Zevia, my favorite soda, the ginger root beer, 10 pack, $7.99, up $1 from the beginning of COVID. Real sneaky, but that's fine. I'll pay it. I go to this other place, this place called Fresh Time. Time spelled like the seasoning, the, the, the weed, the, what's the word? The herb. And I go there and I made, made a mental note to tell you guys because I saw Zevia, a 10 pack for nine forty nine, And I out loud in the store go nine forty nine, nine forty. I said it so loud. And I was like, you got to tell the, the people that you did this because this is ridiculous to who are you? Nine forty nine. Like people heard me I, and I wasn't trying to be like funny. That's that's when you know you're getting old when you just say like dumb shit like that and um, for no one but your, yourself like thoughts you should keep inside. But that is a lot of money for a 10 pack 949. Get the fuck out of here. 799 is already disgusting. So um, walked up to Deerberg's. My mom met me up there. Um, she's going to drive me home. We go in. She goes right to the rotten meat department. You know, she loves that, that she loves the discount food aisle. She goes over there. She lets me go off on my own. I go to self-checkout at the end. She's there with her friend. She ran into her friend, Cindy. They're there waiting, watching me scan my stuff. And my mom is just like, Nick. And I'm like, what? And she goes, come come on, Nick. And she like walks over to me and my ass cheek was hanging out of my shorts. That's how short these shorts are. Like my full ass cheek is hanging out. And she had to pull them down. 
and I could tell she was humiliated in front of her friend that her daughter was had her ass cheek out at the age of 36. She did say, you have a cute little butt, but you that you can't do that. And I was like, I'm sorry. And I was just like, you know, I had two fucking 10 packs of Zevia that I was trying to scan on the thing. And I was going through self-checkout with like 50 items because no one's ever in self-checkout and it doesn't matter. It does say 20 items or less, but when it when there's no one ever there, it doesn't matter. And I do break that rule and I'll continue to do it. But anyway, I, it has been, it, I don't know in my life when my mom has made me feel bad about dressing like a harlot. Like I'm not one of those, I would never dressed in high school in a way that my parents were like, are you going to leave the house like that? Um, I just don't like to show off my body in that way. Never, never. I've been very comfortable with it. But um, I don't know. In my old age, I just don't. I got some, I got good legs. I'm going to show them off. I don't care. Fuck it. Um, but that's not, I wasn't trying to show them off. I was just wearing running shorts that were too short. But my butt was hanging out. And which is so embarrassing because I don't, didn't even know I had a butt cheek to hang out. Like my butt is so like unimpressive. I literally didn't know that I had what you could even describe as a cheek. Um, I guess that they're more similar to like my, your face cheeks. They don't like have a rotundness to them or maybe they do. I just don't even look at my ass. Is there a part of your body where you're just like, nope, not even going to look because if I do, I'll be too sad. That's me and my butt. Um, I had other stuff to tell you this past weekend of shows was amazing in Bloomington, Indiana. I was not looking forward to it because I have become very like a homebody. I don't like, you know, I used to go out every weekend and work. I used to be out every night working. And for some reason, I, for some reason, uh, a pandemic, I have not done that, you know, very much over the past six months. And I've gotten real used to not going out and not leaving town and not packing and not being in hotels and not having to perform. And I just, I'm someone who just, whatever my life is, I really fall into it hard and I get used to it and I don't want it to change, even if it's not ideal. Like I could probably go to prison and then if I got out of prison, I would be a little bit sad because I will just adapt to prison. And I think that is a thing that happens that people get out and then they can't handle it. And I only say that that's a thing that happens in prison because I've seen the Shawshank Redemption and that old man hangs himself at the end because he can't take being out of the prison. That's the only reference I have. That's the only, you know, um, research I've done that people can't don't like it when they get out. I think most people probably are pretty happy when they get out, but I would, I would probably struggle with it. Um, it's hard for me to, to leave things. So I left and it was awesome. Drove with Greg Warren, my uh, good friend. We both co-headlined the club there. We drove over on Friday and then did two shows Friday nights and then Saturday hung out in Bloomington, which is a college town, which is just, I fucking love college towns so much, man. I love the young kids. I love watching college students. I love eavesdropping on their conversations. I love how they all look hungover, but like still full of life because they're not at the age where hangovers actually affect them yet. And their hair's all messy. And I love the way the girls dress and like shitty, like they all wear the same thing. Sweatpants or like really short shorts. <laughs> sounds familiar and a really big t-shirt like big 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 t-shirt or big 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 sweatshirt and then um it covers their shorts so it just looks like they're wearing a sweatshirt you know the fashion you've seen it but literally every girl wears the same thing and then like cute gym shoes 
or sometimes they wear like flip flops with socks. Like these girls like don't care. College is so comfortable to look cute is so comfortable. And at night when they go out, none of them are wearing heels and like short skirts. They all are wearing like Adidas shoes with jeans and like a cute crop tank top. It's awesome. Uh, me and my friends were so fucking uncomfortable when we went out. I wasn't because I wouldn't really wear fancy shoes, but I would, you know, wear shoes were not comfortable unless you're wearing gym shoes. Shoes are not comfortable. Let's just face the facts. I do like flip flops. I don't, I don't find flip flops to be uncomfortable at all. I don't know why people think that do people even think flip flops are uncomfortable. My dad seems to think they are. He always gets mad at me when I'm wearing flip flops. He's like, that's bad for your bunion. I'm like, it separates my bunion or my toe from my other toes. I love flip flops. Um, anyway, I was just, I'm just so envious of college kids. I can't handle it. But this time I was a little bit more like watching from the outside being like, I love them so much. And I just missed that time in my life. I was very nostalgic for it. Even though when I was in college, I didn't even enjoy it. I was doing comedy every night in Kansas city. And I didn't even like have college life experience except freshman year. I did. But the whole time I was like anorexic and like deeply, deeply sick and like wasn't enjoying life at all. And so depressed. So I guess I just am nostalgic for a time that I didn't get to fully have and that makes sense Nikki that's okay it made me want to like fucking get back in there and like do it again I like wanted to go to a college party and like smoke weed and like hang out with a bunch of kids talking like bullshit is that weird sometimes I feel like I'm stuck at that age like I just could really get into that and enjoy that kind of life again I just I mean who doesn't want to go back to college you you think it's hard but it's really not you have responsibilities to make you feel like you're doing something but then again it really isn't that bad and your parents are paying for a lot of things if you're lucky and it's just so freeing I just loved it and I love driving around a college town everyone's out on their front porches boys and girls are just like hanging out having like just chilling no one does that shit after you get out of college no one just chills and especially when everyone has kids everyone fucking sucks Everyone just goes off and no one hangs out anymore and everyone's boring and I'm resentful of it. I hate that all of my friends get boyfriends and husbands and then they have kids and then they can't hang out. I know it's a cliche thing to say. I know that like Nikki just grow up and do it too, but I don't want to. I, and luckily I do something as for a profession that generally when the world is the way it is, is a lot like college hangouts just a bunch of people just hanging out after shows and at bars and it's fun and I guess I really miss it it was really fun this weekend hanging out with Greg and Emil Joaquim who opened the shows and we just had a good time and the club owner Jared it was awesome and um and it just made me realize that I love doing stand-up and the crowds were awesome and I just think I hadn't performed for you know, when I did those outdoor shows, those were really good crowds. But this doing shows at the St. Louis Funny Bone, I just um, I've always just dropped into those shows. Those haven't been like my fans. And um, and they're all just people that not I'm not like trying to generalize, but I don't know that th we politically agree on the same things. And I can sense it and they can sense it. And then I don't have as much fun on stage. <laughs> there were some people this weekend that left the showroom because there was a mask rule enforcement which is weird because when they sat down they knew they had to wear their mask the whole time and then at some point during a meal set 
he opened the show they got up and and left and they were definitely very trumpy and they got up and left and um and i was so happy because i just i don't know it's it's i just go like well you're not gonna maybe you will enjoy what i'm talking about i mean i digress i'm struggling with trump stuff today as you may have seen on my instagram story came out that he only paid 750 dollars in taxes and i guess the people that like him because i asked on my story like why why do people that are going to vote for him what do they think about this how are they defending this and it turns out a lot of them are saying that oh no he doesn't he didn't even accept his salary he donated it to charity you know because donald trump is so charitable who is believing that for a goddamn second even if he did take his one two hundred thousand dollars he makes as a fucking president and donated that it's i'm not impressed and maybe me that's maybe that's me being um you know a my mom's in the background probably bitching about trump if you heard her voice um maybe me that's that's i'm not being forgiving of him in any way and i can't see the good in him and so i can't even let that in that he donated his salary to charity which i don't even know is true but i did hear that let's say that's true i still don't care that's like not that much money who gives a shit (laughs) he he doesn't need his he should do that you know um but he paid 750 dollars in taxes i guess some people think um good we want a president who finds a way to weasel his way out of that stuff even if it even if it is legal what he did which i guess apparently it was and that's how fucked our system is is that you can legally figure out a way if you have good enough lawyers and people working for you that you can just pay way less i wouldn't i wouldn't want a president who does that i like paying taxes is that weird i like it I want I want um our parks to look beautiful. I want our schools to be uh have supplies. I want my car to not have to drive over pot- potholes. I want I don't know. I like giving money to what's going to make the world a better place around me. Is that do people not understand that's what taxes go to? I like funding the military. No, I don't really like that. I'm just kidding. But I maybe I'm being super naive and you can let me know in my DMs, but I don't have a problem paying taxes. And I feel like I'm the only one. <laughs> I just, to me, the money I pay in taxes was never mine. I don't look at like, oh, the government's taking 20% of my income. I look at it like when I get told I make a certain amount of money. When someone says, Nikki, you're going to make 10 grand on this thing I go well you mean I'm making four grand that's what I I don't even see 10 I don't go they're taking six out or you know like after my managers and agents and everything lawyer everything said and done I walk away with maybe four out of that 10 and I don't maybe that's being totally um stupid and uh I'm being taken advantage of but I just I just go that's that was never mine to have the money I lost this year in my apartment because of COVID, that money was never mine. Never. The hundred and something thousand dollars that I've spent on things that I didn't need during COVID, I literally did not let it get me down. Yes, I am lucky enough to be able to take that hit and not be devastated, but 
it's still it's a still huge amount of my income, huge amount that I could have used and put towards way better things, but it was never mine. To quote a Taylor Swift lyric, but you were never mine, never mine. It's true. But I think people look at it like when they're like, I'm going to make 10 grand on this thing. And then they go, wait a second, four. I don't know why I'm doing that accent. Like literally this is like the sound. My, my parents make this noise too about things. But I thought it, we were told it was going to be, the, and it's, now it's this after taxes. It's this. Yeah. This, everything should just be after taxes. So no one feels like they're getting cheated. It's just a part of the, you got to do it. You got to pay them. But honestly, I want to reiterate, I knew nothing about anything. So maybe we're all getting screwed and maybe we should all not be paying taxes. And we should all figure out a way to pay $750,000. I mean, that is such an absurd number. And I bet you he's mad that he even had to pay that. I bet you when this, when the report or like the, the article came out, when the headlines came out, he was like furious about that $750. That's, that's what I thought about was like, I bet Trump is mad about that. I'm sorry to talk so much about Trump. I know you guys don't fucking care. I certainly don't have anything like of note to to contribute to the conversation, but um yeah. We got a Biden sign that we put in the front yard today. Put it on my uh, story and uh it's going to change everything, man. My mom bought bought a Biden hat. It's going to arrive between October 1st and October 8th. And I go, got to wear that thing out. You're going to change some minds. The thing is, none of these signs are going to do anything. They're only antagonizing the people in our neighborhood who are voting for Trump. They're only we only have a sign in our front yard just to be like, fuck you if you're voting for Trump. Which guess what? Feels kind of good. And the Trump people, they don't have signs out because they're trying to get us to vote for Trump. They know we're never going to. Just like we know they're never going to vote for Biden. We just want to make each other mad. It's like when I wear mom jeans. High-waisted jeans. I love them. I love wearing mom jeans. But a part of me wears them because I know men don't like them. And I know it secretly makes them kind of mad. It's why I want to put like a coexist bumper sticker on my car and drive around South County. Just want to make people mad. That's why I want to put, that's why I do the vegan stuff I actually do because that can actually work for people. It's happened a lot on my story when I put vegan um, propaganda that does get people who are on the fence about it already. It gets them to go to the other side. However, there's no one on the fucking fence about Biden, Trump. I just don't believe it. How, and who is undecided and going to see a yard sign and go, you know what? I really like that yard. And whatever that yard would tell me to do, I would kind of fucking do it. I just like what it has going on. There's a little zoysia in the back. They don't seem to use any chemicals because it's like, brown and scraggly and there's a coffee cup on the front um bench that their 36 year old daughter left out and got yelled at for it because it makes them look like white trash um it was funny today i got i, I got a rental car today i'll tell you about it after the break but i got a rental car today and the guy called you know what i'll, I'll, I'll tell you the story when i get back from break it's too long to start now i gotta go be right back, you guys. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back. Um, Still me, still alone in my dad's home office. I got a rental car today. Because I got, you know, my my parents stranded me without a car. I don't feel like borrowing their car anymore. My ex-boyfriend, I gave his car back last week before I went to Bloomington. He said I could have it back, but... I don't know. I don't want to bug him for it. And he just moved into a house and I think he's using it to like move stuff because it's has a good towing capacity, you know, a lot of room on the back for shit and for fucking just kidding. We didn't. Um, But so I didn't have a car. So I called up Enterprise down the street. And the last time I booked with them, I like booked online and they called me and they go, hey, you booked an economy car? Because I always book like whatever the shittiest car is. I don't care. Just give me the cheapest thing. I don't give a shit. I don't care about cars. Well, now I do. But when I'm renting one, I don't know if I'm going to care. So they called me back. They're like, we don't have any economy cars. We don't have any compact cars. Um, We don't have any for the rate that you found online. And so I was like, okay, why don't you just call me back when you get something in? And they're like, yeah, we might get stuff in later today. So the guy goes, let me take your name. And I go, Nikki Glazer. And he was like, the Nikki Glazer? And I go, you goddamn right. It's the Nikki Glazer. And uh, he was like, and I go, you, you want to give me a good deal? I'll post about you in my stories. And he goes, let me see what I can do. What, what it comes down to is they couldn't do anything. They did give me a, actually, they gave me a um, SUV for a compact car rate. So I probably should give them a shout out. Nick, thank you so much at the Enterprise on Kirkwood. You're a good guy. You hooked me up with a, a decent rate, 34 bucks a day for a RAV4. I'm loving it. But before I got that RAV4, Nick called me. He goes, I got you a Dodge Charger. No, a Dodge Challenger. 34 bucks a day. And I was like, sweet. Thank you. I'll be right up. See you at 530. Then I hung up the phone. My parents go, what'd you get? And I go, a Dodge Challenger. I don't know what a fucking Dodge Challenger is. Sounds good to me. I was thinking it was like a big old SUV kind of thing. And they go, ew. Oh, God. And I go, what? And they were like, they go, just a hillbilly car. And I was like, what? Really? So then I Googled Dodge Challenger and it does, it does, it's not my style. I, and they definitely got in my head too. I bet if they weren't home, I would have been like, that looks cool. But I don't want to be do- driving around in a Dodge Challenger. So I called the kid back and I go, Nick, I can't do it. I can't do a Dodge Challenger. I just looked it up and I think they're kind of ugly. And he goes, really? And I go, yeah, I just, I don't want people thinking I'm going to vote for Trump. And he laughed <laughs> because it does look like a fucking Trump voter's car. No offense. I guess no offense. You can't just say no offense when you actually mean offense, Nikki. So he laughed. Thank God. Um, and so he he goes, okay, well, that's all I got now. And I go, well, then call me back when you got something else. And so he called me back. He's like, I got a RAV4. And I was like, I'll take it. So driving around in a RAV4, which I'm sure many a Trump voter drive RAV4s. I bet actually more people who drive RAV4s are going to vote for Trump than not. But it just feels a little less. I just... A Dodge Challenger. It's not my style. Although, like, maybe it would have been. Who knows? 
he really was disappointed in me. He's like, you want to cruise up and down Manchester in that thing? And I was like, he's like, I, th- I think you might like it a lot. Why don't you just take it? And then if you don't like it, you can bring it back. And I'm like, that sounds like too much work. Just wait for a RAV4. I do like the RAV4, though. Feels It's a nice, nice ride. Um, So, yeah. I'm back in St. Louis. It was a great time on the road. Shows were really fun. I performed in a mask. Which I gotta say, I posted on Instagram today that I performed in a mask because no one is performing and no, I think I'm the first comedian to perform in a mask indoors. I'm putting that out there. I'm raising my hand alone in my dad's office. I'm the first. I did it first. And I wanted, because Spade saw it over the weekend. I guess he saw a picture of me on Twitter or something of myself in a mask on stage. And um, he was like, are you performing in a mask? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, I think I don't. I didn't know people were doing that. And I was like, I don't think they are. I think I fucking created this. And um, and it is weird. And I think I'm gonna I'm gonna make it so that maybe more comics are more apt to go out on the road and perform. I hope so. Because, the, it it feels wrong to be on stage without a mask when everyone else in the crowd is wearing a mask. It just doesn't feel right. And I do think that when you're up there, you're screaming, you're sp- you're spewing droplets, and it's not safe. Um, and so everyone else on the show didn't wear a mask. Greg Warren didn't wear a mask. Emil didn't wear a mask or, or did, I'm sorry, did wear a mask. They both wore masks. I didn't mean to say didn't. Um, and so the whole show was masked and everyone had a great set. We had great shows. It really did not affect anything. And I just, just a lot more animated, just a lot more arm movements, a lot more, you know, thank God the Botox is drained out of my forehead because I would not be able to express literally anything if it wasn't for that. So it was, they were really fun shows. Um, did a lot of new fun material. That's all coming along. I'm feeling really energized about comedy again. I'm energized about life in general. And I don't have anything figured out, you guys. I don't know where I'm going to be living in the next two weeks. I don't have anything figured out. I don't know what my career is going to look like. I have no prospects for dating. I have everything's just as uncertain as it was when I was deeply depressed in June and July. But the difference is I got on medication and I feel so much better. I'm not telling you to go out and I'm just saying that like I was I didn't want to do it. I was very reluctant to seek out meds. I still feel guilty about it a lot of times because I feel like I'm tricking the system and I feel like I'm maybe it's a common thing on these because I follow the subreddit called ADHD women and it's all these women talking about having ADHD and a lot of it's a common thing for people with ADD is to feel like you are because it's such a miracle. These drugs like make you feel so much better and just make life so much more manageable that it feels like you're cheating. And I've talked about this before. I'm sorry to be a broken record on it, but. I just sometimes I feel guilty about taking them. I really do. I feel um, like just try to try to go without it, Nikki. And you should be able to. This is this is um, you're using, you know, game genie for yourself. You know that and if you played Super Nintendo back in the day, you could strap on this. Oh, no, it was actual real Nintendo. I think you could put on this thing called game genie and it would like make playing the game so much easier and you could beat all these levels that you couldn't before and it just it gave you it was just like the bumper lanes when you bowl that's what it feels like having these meds it feels like you're cheating and then you're getting all these strikes and it's like do the strikes count if you're using the bumper lanes (laughs) no 
but I need the bumper lanes because without them, I feel then then it I get gutter balls every single time. And so maybe it will they will help me learn how to throw the ball down the middle and then I won't need the but for now I need them and they're I'm really grateful for them. And I'm taking such a low dose that I don't even lose my appetite. I don't feel like you know completely overfocused or you know I've been high on ADHD meds before I've like used them to study and like taken you know just random pills from friends and I've felt like crazy on them and been like wow I'm high as a kite and that's not the way I feel on these they just make me feel like I guess the I was trying trying to tell my sister about them yesterday because my sister was talking about how she was feeling sad the other day and I was trying to figure out what her depression looks like because I was seeing if maybe we have the same kind and it kind of sounds like we do. And she was like, I just, you know, today I'm feeling a lot better because I got a lot of stuff done that I needed to get done. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of for me when I get super depressed when I don't get a lot done. And ADHD meds just allow me to get stuff done. And then I don't feel sad. And that's kind of the root of my depression, I think. And she was like, what do they make you feel like? And my point was that they don't make me she's like are you able to just like really focus on tasks and I was like no it's like the thoughts that used to stop me from getting things done the thoughts that were like but you have why are you doing this you have to do this thing too so if you do that you're actually not doing this other thing that you really need to get done and you have to figure that out and then it would just I the it, they would just spiral so fast too many thoughts too fast coming in um Someone the other day on the subreddit said that girls with like when when you listen to a podcast at 1.5 speed that that someone's boyfriend heard them listening to a podcast at 1.5 speed. A girl that has ADHD was saying I was listening to a podcast at 1.5 speed and my boyfriend came in and said how can you even understand that is that how fast your mind sounds and she was like yes it is. And I feel very, I relate to that very much because things are never fast enough for me. That's why I like 30 Rock. That's why I like Veep because it, the dialogue moves so fast. I hate shows that take too much time. Um, I don't know if that's ADHD. My point is my thoughts, I used to get depressed because I think my thoughts would go to really bad places really quickly. And I, I think you can have ADHD and not have depression and then your thoughts can go like fun places and like you know distracting places but they don't make you want to kill yourself places mine go to those other places and now they don't get to go that far they don't get I get to like stop them before they go there or they just don't go I've been practicing guitar a lot lately shout out to Emil Joaquim for giving me a guitar pick that changed my life talk about game genie why is no one I've been you guys I've been talking about guitar all summer long and no one said what and I've been complaining that I have struggled with the strumming I don't like the strumming I can't get it down my pick flies out of my hand I'm never holding it strong enough or I'm holding it too weakly I don't have the confidence to hit the strings I get out of rhythm I just can't do it it's easier to play with my hands Emil goes what kind of what kind of um pick are you using I go, I don't know, whatever my dad has like lying around. He's like, you need like a, well, you should get like a really thin pick, like a, like a flimsy pick. I was like, are you serious? Is that going to, he's like, oh man, it changes everything. It makes it so much easier to strum. My strumming is like 1700% and that is not an exaggeration better than it was before. I am now able to keep a, a strumming pattern 
and rhythm. I figured out three different strumming patterns. I can play three different songs now, and this has just been one day with this pick. It's changed everything. So if you're out there and you're struggling with playing guitar, get a get a, a thin pick. God damn it! Why did no one recommend a thick pick? Thin pick. I yelled at my dad the other day, or today. I go, Dad. My friend Emil gave me a thin pick and it's changed everything. Why didn't you recommend a thin pick? And he's like, I hate thin picks. And I'm like, well, they're good for beginners. So that's just my tip to you. And I'm mad at any guitar player who listens to the show and did not DM me about a thin pick. And if you did, DM me again so you can show me where you told me to get a thin pick. And I will apologize to you. Okay, I want to share you with this thing that I learned in the Irresistible book that I'm reading. You know, the one I'm reading about all addictions and stuff. This one was really fascinating because it was talking about Instagram and how much negative feedback makes us feel so much worse than good feedback makes us feel good. So I'll say that again. You know, when you post something on Instagram and it doesn't get the amount of likes you think it should, um, which happened to me the other day. You know, I was telling you about how I've, I've been spending less time on Instagram. I've been punished by them because they have now made it so that my 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 posts aren't shown to as many people. Thus I get way less likes. And for me, there was a little bit, I didn't, I don't care about likes, but there was a part of me that was a little embarrassed. Cause I'm like, people are going to, that's almost why I told you guys is because I wanted to get ahead of it. So you wouldn't be like, wow, no one likes Nikki Glazer. If you saw that I only have 4,000 likes and you're like, she usually gets 20 something, but this is four. Wow. I guess she's not that popular. I guess we shouldn't like her anymore. That's where my mind goes that you're going to think if you see me with less likes than I usually get. Meanwhile, you don't even fucking notice that I get less likes. Most people don't notice when you aren't succeeding on Instagram. But we all think our failures are so loud to those who scroll. So let me read this to you. Um, hold on one second. Let me. Okay. But as much as we value ourselves, we're also very sensitive to negative feedback. Psychologists call this the bad is stronger than good principle, and it's very consistent across different experiences. If you're like most people, you in, your instinct is to scroll to the negative reviews on Amazon, TripAdvisor, and Yelp because nothing cements an opinion like sharp criticism. I don't agree with... Actually, yes, I do. Because if I'm looking for a restaurant, I the good reviews, I almost go, oh, those are just people that like know the owner or they got offered a free night stay if they gave it a five-star review I like don't trust them but the bad ones I'm like I trust these people and why they could just be someone who is owns you know a rival hotel or they could be someone who like is just a bitch and like it got into a fight with her boyfriend and she's taking it out on fucking the double tree because there was a shit stain in the toilet. And now I'm not going to stay in there because a guy took a dump in the, the, in the hotel room before this woman and the maid didn't scrub it well enough. And so now I'm going to stay at someplace else that would have, I probably would have enjoyed the double tree more, but now I won't because it all traces back to a maid, like didn't see the shit stain that this woman who was in a bad mood already did see. I mean, that's what it comes down to with these reviews. Okay. I'll continue. Hold on one second. Um, he goes on to say, you're also more likely to remember. Oh, this was interesting. You're also more likely to remember bad events from your past and to ruminate over old arguments longer than you bask in recent praise. 
This was where I was paying attention. Even people who had happy childhoods when asked to recall their lives as kids are more likely to remember the few memories that were bad rather than many that were good. Oh my God, if that's not true for me. I like the best parents, best childhood, but do I remember the bad times? Of course I do. And do I like harp on those a lot and blame those for my behavior now? Of course I do. Um, there's, it goes on to say there are so many photos on Instagram that you might expect users to shrug off negative feedback. People should pay less attention to the likes under one Instagram photo than to the photos displayed at a solo art show or passed around to friends. Wait, what are they saying there? I don't even understand that. People should pay less attention to the likes under one Instagram photo than to the photos displayed at a solo art show or passed around to friends. I don't even know what the fuck that means. Um, oh, here's the study that was interesting. Okay, in the year 2000, a group of psychologists asked college students to walk into a room filled with other students while wearing a t-shirt featuring a photo of Barry Manilow. And then in parentheses, an unnecessary pretest com- confirmed that college students prefer not to wear a Barry Manilow shirt in public. Remember that this is the year 2000. Ir- ironic shirts were not cool in the year 2000. Now a Barry Manilow shirt would be fucking funny and cool as fuck to wear at a party. But in the year 2000, that would be um, like humiliating. So after a few minutes, an experimenter escorted the unlucky subjects that were wearing the Barry Manilow shirt from the room and asked them to guess how many of their fellow students noticed the Barry Manilow shirt. Of course, they had been preoccupied by the shirt the entire time. So they guessed that half the students in the room would recall the shirt. In truth, only one in five remembered seeing, seeing Barry Manilow's likeness. So what that tells you is that when you post something and think, whatever number you think or percentage of people you think are going to notice something and think less of you, because of that cut that in half by a fifth cut that in half by a fifth (laughs) god i would have killed to be a fish on the wall cut that in half by a fifth no whatever you think cut that number in a in fifths and then one fifth is probably the amount of people that notice you so like today i posted a picture of myself and i went in and i tried to fix the bags under my eyes in this photoshop app that i have because they were really i thought they were like really bad And then I was like, I remembered this thing. And I go, however many people you think are going to notice the bags under your eyes are there only one fifth of those are going to notice. And I, it just made it like I cared way less because it was already such a minuscule amount that I was worried about seeing the bags and no one even fucking cares that much about your failures. The string of negative feedback is so potent that many users take hundreds of shots before posting. Exactly. Apps like Facetune, da 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 da, goes on to say all these things that we do. Um, we spend so much time, essentially we spend so much time editing captions and making these things look perfect and wondering like, I mean today before I posted my, my Instagram shot or like series of pictures, I like sent the caption to Andrew, I sent it to Anya and was like, does this seem like, like I'm bragging? Does this seem, and I like was so overly work concerned about it and it does not matter. People don't care as much as I think. And that just proves it. I'm, I, I hope that was interesting to you. I'm trying to read these things. I always think of you guys when I read stuff and when I watch stuff. Because I I really appreciate you, that you listen. And I know that you actually um, like are interested in the same things I'm interested in. So I just, I don't know. Maybe that wasn't that good. And I need to figure out a way to um, synthesize the information I'm getting from all these self-help books. 
uh, in a better way. But I just, if that helped you in any way, I, I mean, I hope it did. Just whatever you think people are thinking of you, just, they're not. They're just not as much as you think. It's almost sad. It's almost upsetting when you realize how much people aren't thinking of you. Um, but I do have to go. What did I want to tell you? I hope you watched the, the, the WAP um, sign language. I was thinking about that earlier. I did listen to that song earlier tonight, and I fucking love it. Again, I ran to it. And I, like, sing when I run to it. And it just gets me all charged up. I love it. I'm trying to think of anything else I saw online that you guys should see. Hold on. Let me check my, my Reddit. Da, 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 da. My screen time is fucking good today. I'm so proud of myself. Oh, what did I watch last night? Okay, I'll tell you about this. Last night... My parents weren't here. I had the night to myself and I decided to treat myself to a movie that I've been wanting to watch for a while. It's on Amazon Prime. It's called Skin Deep and it's about a disease called Morgellons disease. M-O-R-G-E-L-L-O-N-S disease. And it's a skin disease that's like makes you have open wounds all over your skin that itch really bad and make it feel like there are bugs crawling in them. And then inside the wounds are these weird fibers like hair-like fibers that aren't hairs and no one can figure out what the fuck they are. And it's so bizarre. A lot of doctors think these people are crazy. And it just showed these people struggle. This woman in the movie is just so sweet and the love story between her and her husband. Like the, the documentary is really well done. It was nominated for an Emmy. Um, just check it out. I think you'll really like it. I really related to it because having had an eating disorder that everyone just goes, eat something. Why are you doing this to yourself? What What's wrong with you? Um, and not being not knowing what to tell them and being like, I can't. I don't know why I can't, but I can't. I swear to God, I'm not choosing this. I don't want to make everyone worried. I don't want to be starving and miserable. Okay, well, then just eat. I, I can't. I don't know why. I, that feeling of having a disease that everyone blames you for having which is not very common most of the time when you get a disease people feel sorry for you not with anorexia no one fucking felt sorry for me at all everyone just blamed me for it and um not I'm not getting emotional although I kind of am because this disease that is in this movie Morgellons again the documentary is called Skin Deep and you'll like it no matter or maybe you won't but I, I just thought it was really well done it was beautiful but these people their families think they're making it up doctors think they're making it up at least my anorexia at least is in is acknowledged by the cdc and the fucking medical community knows it's a disease and there are doctors that understand that people can't help it morgellons though even doctors think these people are making it up and it and they're not and it's just tragic but it it's uh, this is a great documentary because it kind of tells you what it might be which is uh, 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 Lyme disease wake up everyone Lyme disease is fucking nuts I have a friend with Lyme disease if you or anyone you know has Lyme disease shout out I am so sorry you're going through that again that's a disease that everyone fucking thinks is fake because they say it goes away it doesn't go away it leads to things that you know stroke death fibromyalgia things that mimic ALS MS uh Lou Gehrig's I mean Lyme disease is so sneaky and um insurance companies won't pay for a lot of things I don't know that's a whole nother bag of worms literally 
um bag of ticks but go check out the, that documentary I, I fucking loved it last night and I, I don't usually recommend i don't recommend that many things to you guys but i do i think that was a great doc and i'm gonna go watch the vow right now with my mom i'm so excited episode six came out last night i didn't watch it because she wasn't here with me but i'm gonna watch it now um so uh talk to you tomorrow and i can't wait thanks for listening you guys squirt squirt jingbet this has been a comedy central podcast 